Join us today for an action-packed episode of Locked On Fantasy Baseball, where we talk way too early first bank first baseman rankings for 2024. You are Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your daily fantasy baseball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, fantasy baseball fanatics, and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by the Locked On Sports Network, your team every day. As always, we're your number one source of fantasy baseball knowledge, and thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. I'm your host, Dominic Martino. You can find me on Twitter at DomMartinoFB. Here, as always, with my brother, my co-host, my partner in crime, Matthew Ane, and you can find him on Twitter at Matthew underscore Ane. If you're listening on a platform like Apple or Spotify, Spotify that allows five star ratings and reviews. We would truly, truly appreciate it if you could do that for us. And if you're watching on YouTube and you haven't already, hit that little bell below. It subscribes to the channel. Also gives you notification every time we drop a new episode. And lastly, if you guys want to join us on subtext, uh, guess what? You will get access to our way too early 2024 top 15 at every position. Once again, as always, Matt and I's rankings are geared towards head to head five by five categories leaks with all of that being said before we get into things today i need to talk to you about jace medical that is who today's episode is brought to you by empower yourself when you purchase a jace case providing you with personal supply of 50 plus oh five plus antibiotics that can treat 50 plus infections get yours today at jacemedical.com that's j-a-s-e medical.com so when we hop in today's episode, you know, this is the fun stuff. We're talking about way too early rankings for first base going into 2024. And uh, I feel like I've talked way too much here. Uh, Matt, um, let's recap the fans on the way things ended last year. And then just talk about what stood out to you with the top 10 from last season, brother. All right. Well, some names disappointed. This year was weird. Like, let's put it this way. Like, some names showed up and were just like, hey, I'm going to do what I normally do. Some just, you know, defeated all odds and just decided to just go ham. And then some came out of left field that I'm just like, okay, well, I didn't see this coming. And then others just were like, meh, or didn't live up to the hype or just didn't live up to their draft price. Cough, cough, Goldschmidt. So, you know, there's just a lot of a lot of things going on and there's a lot to cover with this. And I think it's really going to shake up how people are drafting first base because one it's not like it's you know a shallow position and two the top end is so hyper inflated at, at talent wise that they're going to be pretty much picked in the first three rounds and then i don't feel, don't think you're picking them until around pick seven or eight for the next kind of group if if i'm uh, doing a draft today at least so there's going to be a lot of you know Guys that are just going to be like, okay, I need. And then guys that are just like, okay, whatever. They fall into a giant group. And let's talk about let's talk about a few things here. But let's talk about my, my first guy here. Somebody that I think is going to fall out of favor with me going for next year in 2024. And that's Mr. Yandy Diaz. Yandy Diaz, I think this year just wasn't real. Uh, age 31 season, going to be 32. I, I don't believe in this late of a breakout because this is a career high across the board in every single category. 
So like you look at his total total at bats for starters, most by seven by fifty. Um and then his career high in runs, 95 is literally 24 higher than his than last year, which was his career high then. 35 doubles. Again, that's a really high number, not too far off from last year. Career high in home runs at 22. Career high in ribbies at 78. Career high in batting average at 330. Well. He is a batting average guy, so I would say he's probably going to be about a 380 to 390 batting average. It's the only real stat that I think will not be detrimental. 380 to 390? I'm sorry, 280 to 280. Sorry. You know what I meant, 280 to 290. No, you took me off guard because I was like like a little out of it for a second. I was like, wait, did he say 380? Yeah, no, I meant 280. So, like, you look at this and you go, okay, great year. You know, he had a fantastic year, especially if you picked him off waivers. He definitely wasn't drafted this year. But you look at Yandy Diaz, and it's like, okay, well, now i got to think about next year, right? Where are you drafting? Where does he fall? Well, for me, Yandy specifically is nowhere even near the top 10 for me. He's 17. I'm not touching him next year. He could be like a great bench bat. That's what I would touch him. That's what I would. That's when I would pick him up. And I'm going to take a guess. I don't know ADP. But I'm going to say, though, at least everybody that's drafting now is probably an industry guy. It's probably on the same page as me. And it's probably not touching him unless he's like the third or fourth bench guy. I just I don't like Yandy Diaz, and I don't think this year is real. And I think he's going to flop. So probably I guarantee he'll be on the bus list next year because his val- where he's going to be drafted versus where he's actually going to finish, it's going to be significantly different. Yeah, Matt, we're pretty much in sync when it comes to Yandy Diaz. I have Yandy as my number 15th overall first baseman going into next year. And uh, when, so when we go to ADP, as when we did um, our catcher rankings, we're doing the same thing here. We have NFBC ADP pulled up, 24 drafts so far on their platform. If you don't know, NFBC is the National Fantasy Baseball Championship, uh, one of the most well-known uh, fantasy baseball platforms to play very competitively with the experts and for money. So uh, with that ADP right now, Yandy Diaz, 14th first baseman off the board, pick 139. That's that's not a horrible price on Yandy uh, I like the 95 runs. I think that's legit if he's going to be at the top of that, you know, Tampa Bay's run, lineup. The 22 bombs is a career high. Not really a power guy. He's shown a little bit of power here and there before in his career. I'm not expecting a repeat on that. I think that's going to be a lot closer to 15 to 18. The RBI is at 78, uh, you know, on a good Tampa Bay team. If they're competitive again next year like they were this year, that's believable. But he's not going to hit 330 again. That's the thing with Yandy. Even if he hits 300, uh, Yandy finished last year's number four first baseman overall, 34 player overall. Uh, I'm just not buying it. I'm not really getting in on Yandy. If he falls and as Matt said, you get him as what you're one of your bench players, I think I would take him there. But otherwise, not really too much going on with the Yandy. Uh, let's move into this next guy real quick. I want to talk about, you know, I think the bounce back player of the year, comeback player of the year, in my opinion, Cody Bellinger. Uh, big thing with Cody, probably going to be on a new team next year, unless the Cubs want to shell out and, you know, give him the big contract because it is a free agent year for Cody Bellinger, just a monster season for, you know, uh, the 27 year old Cody 130 games, 499 at bats, 95 runs, 29 doubles, 
one triple, 26 homers, 97 RBIs, 20 steals, 40 walks to 87 strikeouts. Really improved that strike-to-walkout ratio this season and a 307 batting average. I don't think Cody ever gets back to the MVP form, but is he, you know, is it believable to, that he can be this good again next year? I think it certainly is. I have Cody as my number six first baseman going into next year. Uh, ADP is right on track with me. Number six first baseman, pick 52 overall. He also has that outfield eligibility going into next year. I think there's a lot to love about Cody Bellinger. Does a lot of things right. He seemed to find his swing again. Uh, I, I just think everything is believable, and I think we could see, you know, another great season. Uh, I'd love to see him come play with my Yankees, but, you know, it's just going to be interesting to see where, the way things, uh, you know, shake out for Cody Bellinger. But I'm in. I'm in on Bellinger for next season. Yeah, I'm in on Bellinger depending on where he lands. You know, like he can he can go and just get his bag of money, and then he pretty much just says, okay, I'm on the worst team in baseball, and I don't care. But like you said, if he returns to the Cubs or if he ends up on the Yankees or something of the sort, like, yo, I'm in. Um, you know, I think lo- logically, I think the best landing spot, I mean, the landing spot for him for real baseball would be Miami to draw on some other talent of bats. And they need it. And, and it would it would actually be a decent landing spot except for the, the, the deeper porch, essentially. But I think Cody Bellinger with his power, it really doesn't matter how far the fence is. He's pretty much just going to hit it out of the park. Uh, but you know, if he decides to go and sign with the giants, I'm pretty much out. So it just really depends on where his landing spot is kind of how I'm treating it. But before we move on and, uh, we, you know, move forward and talk about the rest of these first basements here, we have a, an ad for you real quick. We spend a lot of time talking together, you and I. We get fired up together over wins and losses, who starts, who sits, and I'm thankful for that connection we have. And today, I want to chat a little bit about a little something a little bit more personal. I just learned you can order and get a one-year supply of ED medication. You realize what that means? Bring on extended travel. Bring on the next natural disaster supply chain issue. You're covered, my friend. You don't have to worry whether or not you can refill your generic uh, prescriptions of Cialis, Viagra, Rambifo prescriptions. I mean, I can't go without those. And this possibly this possible because of our friends at Jace Medical. Go online right now at jacemedical.com to receive your 12-month supply of your daily medication. Remember to use the promo code locked on at checkout for all the discounts. A verified customer had this to say about Jace. I'm thankful for this service. Supply chain issues caused me to cut these pills in half. I ordered most of my daily meds for with a one-year supply. I also ordered an antibiotic kit. I feel secure now. Prices are lower than local pharmacies. I highly recommend this for everyone. If you or someone you would love, we'd love to would feel at peace and have a peace of mind by having a gear supply of these meds. Go to jacemedical.com to see if this offer is right for you. Remember, use the promo code locked on for $20 off at your uh, for your purchase. Well, if that wasn't the most wordiest thing ever, but well informative, and you want to check it out, please do. But uh, yeah, I'm done stumbling, and I want to talk about our next guy here. (laughs) Who give me a Cialis for? Because it's Spencer Steer in 2024. (laughs) You know? 
Spencer Steer, I love what this kid came out and did this year. I'm not even going to lie. And I love the team. I am low-key a Reds fan for fantasy. It's going to be absolute gold next year. 582 at-bats, 74 runs, three triples, 23 bombs, 86 for his, 15 stolen bases, and batted a nice 271. Steer showed out this year. I, I can't say I can't say nothing bad about him. Played almost every game this year with 156 games. Like, yo, let's go. And on top of that, I mean, he really just is showing exactly who he was in the minors. Minors, the stats actually didn't look much different. He had 23 home runs in the minors. He had 23 home runs this year. He had more ribbies in the bigs. He had literally 10 more stolen bases in the bigs. And the batting average is right on par. To be honest, at age 25, I don't foresee how he doesn't take a step forward. Like, all signs point to green arrow up. Like, yes, he's 5'11 and, what, 185 pounds, but you, you don't have to be big to have power. I think he has 30 home runs in him, and I think the 15 stolen base number is a little inflated and also a product of the larger base sizes. But at the same time, I think that it's doable and repeatable just because you know what guys that generally didn't steal bases last year did because of the, the enticing size of these bases and being able to slide in and possibly be more successful at stealing bases. So guys went a little bit more and got more of a green light. Spencer steer, if steel steer, I want to say steel, like, you know, man of steel here wants to, is going to benefit not only from, you know, just him being good and being able to take that step forward in his year two, but also being a product of that lineup with ECH and uh, God and Ellie De La Cruz. So I feel Steer is going to be phenomenal next year and is going to be great. I actually have him as my 12th first baseman this year. And I feel come draft season, he might be climbing. All right. So this is a guy where I don't, I, I have an idea why. But I'm so not in agreement with my brother Matt and the market right now, because you know um, even when you know we talk about ADP for next year, Spencer Steers coming off the board as number nine first baseman pick one oh two overall. I mean, I see everything Matt's talking about monster season on the board from Steer, but he was never a high end prospect. You know, Matt talks about the great 2022 in the minors, 2021 in the minors was you know mediocre for him. The batting average wasn't there. The home runs weren't there. You know, eight steals in 110 games. Uh, I don't know what there is to love except just what he did. You know, the steals look nice. The homers look nice. But he doesn't really hit the ball very hard. Uh, you know, mediocre average exit velocity. You know, doesn't really get the ball off the bat very hard. Doesn't really, you know, uh, it just doesn't really do it for me. I have him as my... 21st first baseman that's probably going to have to come up upon further deep dive but i you know if he continues to hit third i know he was hitting third in the reds lineup i could see it being worth it but you know when they're working all of these young kids into the lineup i kind of just want to really see how it ends up next year we wouldn't be surprised if you know led de la cruz makes it an appearance in that top you have you know um jonathan india if he stays with the team another guy you know in cross and strand mclean Friedel, it's just going to be a very, very loaded lineup. I'm not betting on Steer to make, you know, um, any great improvements or strides. He played 156 games this year. I think this is kind of who he is. Uh, with that all being said with Steer, 
just a, a guy that I'm not going out of my way for. I think that what pick was I say he was going off the board. I pick 100, uh, ninth first baseman. I think I'd wait. I'd rather get guys going after him like Casas and Torkelson, Strand, Josh Naylor, all four of those guys, you know, and Vinny Pasquantino, uh, you know, another big name uh, that I would take, you know, over uh, Mr. Spencer Steer. But uh, you know what? With that being said, we've only covered a few first basemen here. Let's, you know, grab another one. I just mentioned his name. This can't be a first baseman show for, um, you know, Matt and I if we're not talking about Vinny Pasquantino, uh, the Italian breakfast. I think there's going to be so much value in um, Vinny P this upcoming season. Everyone's going to forget the hype that was around him and the monster, you know, um, rookie season that he had. Uh, last year, he tore his labrum in his right shoulder, had to get surgery on it, was out for, you know, most of the season. But the limited time that, you know, Vinny P was out there, he did look great. Uh, you know, big six foot four, 245 pounder, the Italian breakfast, Vinny P, 61 games for him last year, 231 at bats, 24 runs, 17 doubles, nine homers, 26 RBIs, 25 walks, 31 strikeouts, and a 247 batting average. Uh, the batting average definitely left some room to be desired. But, you know, right now, uh, through Vinny P's uh, first two, you know, half seasons, we almost have a full season of stats worth, you know, to put together. 133 games in his career, 49 runs, 27 doubles, 19 homers, 52 RBIs, 60 walks, 65 strikeouts, 272 batting average. I think Vinny P.S., you know, 30 homer upside, the runs and the RBIs. Hopefully this Kansas City team can pull it together. They have a lot of a lot of young good names, uh, you know, starting with their anchor, Bobby Witt, uh, that can really get it done. I have Vinny P. as my 10th first baseman overall, and it looks like you're not even going to have to pay anywhere near that to get him this year. Uh, 16th first baseman off the board, as I mentioned, picked 168. I'm on that all day. You have Vinny P as one of your, you know, your bench players, corner infield, a lot, a lot of value on Vinny P. Yeah. I mean, as you know, if you've been with us since the beginning of the off season last year, you know, where this is a Vinny P positive podcast, Uh, you know, as you can tell by Dom's tone of voice and I'm right there with Dom. The reason is to why he's going so cheap is I feel everybody's anticipating a slow start. Also, probably feeling burned for the first half of the season where Vinny P pretty much was dealing with just a horrendous start to the season in year two and was calling out the sophomore slump. But honestly, I feel he was dealing with the shoulder injury and playing through it. And that was more, more the reason why he did not perform up to expectation. I think Vinny P is going to be great and that's going to be what a value. But I also think that, this podcast and spring training is probably going to drive him to be a top 12 first baseman come draft season. But if you're drafting now and you're in an NFBC draft, make sure to walk out of the draft with Vinny Pasquantino. Oh, for yeah, that okay. price. Like it's going to be incredible. Um, I have him actually higher than Dom does. I have him at eight at first base. I'm ready to rock. I'm fully back in. I don't care. I don't have any burn marks left. I understand what was going on. And there's no reason that, he can't do exactly what I expect him to do in 2024. And before we move on and we talk about all the other wonderful players we have at first base, Dom has has a uh, sponsor for you. 
And guys, that sponsor is FanDuel. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. So you better get in on it today. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and much, much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season right with FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. All right, guys, so we're going to keep things rocking and rolling here, and uh, I'm just going to head right back to my brother, Matt, because I know there was somebody that he was eager to talk about, and as we're you know coming towards the end of the episode, I know we got to get him in. Yeah, let's talk about Mr. Paul Goldschmidt. Um, you know, Goldie really didn't do what we expected him to do this year. You know, winning MVP last year just kind of did not expect this kind of season. You know, we kind of expected to see exactly what he did last year, if not just a little bit less, and I'd be really happy with it. But unfortunately, it was significantly less. This year, 593 at-bats. He had 89 runs in comparison to his 106 the year before. 25 home runs versus 35 home runs. That was the real drop-off right there. 80 ribs to 115. Uh, More stolen bases. That's great, 11 to 7. And batted 268 versus his good old 317, which, I mean, not for nothing, Goldie is a batting average machine, so you'd expect someone that like him to hit in the 290s. So Paul Goldschmidt ultimately was a disappointment. Now, he was a great buy-low target because if you went into the playoffs and things like that, and that later in the year he was more valuable, but it was just a little bit of, a, of not the tier of what Goldschmidt was. It wasn't like, oh, my God, he's – outright just thrusting me to the to the finish line for the win for each week or even during the playoffs but he was just better at that time I look at Goldschmidt for next year and I go man are we about to see the other shoe drop and I look at it as a whole of my rankings of him and I have him at six and the reason for it is I don't think it that his numbers were as much as him as a decline in because of his age and him as a whole, as I think it was the spirit of the team and the and what was going on there. St. Louis Cardinals were like my my like surefire lock team that I would have placed a bet on to make the playoffs. And they came nowhere near it. They were one of the worst teams in baseball. And I feel that, you know, with the the team kind of going through a few things with jo- Jordan Walker kind of going to take a step forward, I think, next year. And the rest of the team kind of just figuring it out. I feel they'll have a nice bounce back as a whole. And between him, Arenado, Jordan Walker, and the others on that team, we're going to see Paul Goldschmidt bounce back. Now, we may not see a 35 home run season, but I think the runs and ribbies are going to be legitimate, and I think the batting average returns because he's just a good batter, and he's really good at what he does. So he will figure that part out. But if he hits anywhere from 27 to 30 home runs, I'm okay with him at pick six of my first baseman rankings, essentially not number six overall. That'd be absolutely crazy. Yeah. There were days where, you know, Goldschmidt did used to be in consideration for sixth overall, but those days have come and gone Uh, kind of sets the tone for what I'm about to say here at, you know, what's going to be his age 36 season next year. Goldschmidt 
it's uh, he's been like the Iron Man of the MLB since he's like come into it. He's always played so many games, hardly ever been hurt. But Father Time just undefeated, and you know the shoe's gonna fall off the other foot at that you know um, sooner than later. And I think this year was kind of an indication of that. I have Goldschmidt as my number eight first baseman, which is you know pretty solid still. I think he's gonna be fine. But I think he's shown us his new baseline. I think it's, you know, under 30 home runs. I think the steals are going to, you know, come down a little bit. I think the batting average, you know, takes a, a step back. Look at him, Miguel Cabrera. Kind of just almost came out of nowhere when, you know, Miguel Cabrera fell off. I think it's going to be a similar fashion with Paul Goldschmidt. Uh, right now with, you know, ADP, uh, seventh overall, pick 73 a bit rich for my blood, even though I do have ranked as my number eight first baseman. I'd rather wait and, you know, get some of these other guys that we're going to be talking about in a little bit. And, you know, just uh, that's so he has to be gold Goldschmidt esque to, to, you know, warrant being picked that high. And I just don't know how much of that is left in the tank. And honestly, he's just a guy that almost is like due to, you know, get hurt as knock on wood. Cause I don't want to see it happen, but you know, once again, Father Time goes undefeated. Uh, let's talk about this next guy, young guy. We go from an old vet to, you know, a young and up-and-coming guy. Let's talk about Tristan Casas. Uh, I love Tristan Casas. I have him as my number 12 first baseman going into next year. Uh, if you want him, though, so far, uh, NFBC ADP has him as the 10th first baseman overall pick, 106. I honestly think he deserves it. There's another level with this kid. You know, he was a high-end prospect for a reason. Uh, Casas in his full first season with the Boston Red Sox, uh, age 23, 132 games, 429 at-bats, 66 runs, 21 doubles, 2 triples, 24 homers, 65 RBIs, 70 walks, 226 strikeouts. You like that? That's not too bad. And a 263 batting average. Honestly, Casas has you know well over 30 home run upside. The runs in the RBI should be okay in that Boston lineup. Boston's got a, a decent team over there. Uh, we'll see how it looks going into next season. That might dictate dictate things a little bit more. But this is a kid, you know, who could hit the upwards of 265, 275 in that range with, you know, 30-plus homers and a good run in RBI total. Uh, I like Casas for next year. ADP is a little bit high for my liking, so I may not be fully in on him. But there is another level to this kid. I just don't know if I'm willing to pay for that as the 10th first baseman off the board going into next season. Yeah. I mean, that is outrageous. I don't have him at 10. I have him a few spots lower in general. There's just a few other guys I'd probably walk away with over him. Like CEH, for instance, and Steer. Like I have CES ahead of him. Yeah, and I have another guy well ahead of him that I'm going to talk about next, and it's your boy. So, I mean, I'll I'll make a case for it in a second. But, like, I, I love Casas as a, as a whole. But, again, that's way too rich for my blood. And if he keeps going up the draft rankings, he's go, uh, the ADP, he is going to end up on my bus list just based off of where he's drafted, not what his upside or is. It's more based off of what his floor can be. But let's talk about this last guy here because I know I'm going to talk a little bit about him. And then Dom's probably going to just go drool look like he has rabies and just keep going. So let's talk about Mr. Nolan Jones. Nolan Jones, great season. Uh, really showed out this year. I'm very excited to say I have him ranked at my number seven overall first baseman. I'm very excited for him. Now, 
What he did this year was great in 106 games, 367 at-bats, 60 runs, 22 doubles, 4 triples, 20 bombs, 62 ribs, 20 stolen bases, and batted 297. Nolan Jones showed out, and it was everything we kind of wanted and expected and just was excited about because he just, I think the kid has it. I think he he figured out what this level is and he's going to do it. Plus, he's going to get an inflation in terms of home runs and such for hitting in Colorado. So the power doesn't even have to be 100% real. As long as he's playing half his games in Colorado, there is no reason he cannot be a powerhouse in terms of home runs. Plus, he has proven that he can hit for average in the bigs, which usually is a great telling sign that a great sign that he is going to be successful in that category, even if he takes a little bit of a dip to sell out for more power. And with that team hopefully being healthy or just calling up a few of their prospects, uh, just one would be wonderful. I feel it would be such a giant boost to that lineup that desperately needs talent. And Nolan Jones, I think, is going to be one of the future faces of this organization. And Nolan Jones' 2024 season is going to be incredible. Now, Dom, go for it, bro. Yeah, so <laughs> here's the thing, my brother, is that instead of Casas, I was going to talk about Nolan Jones, but I was like, I, I got to try and keep the secret of Nolan Jones, but I guess that's not going to happen. And plus, if you listen to the podcast at all last year, you probably heard me talk about Nolan Jones, one of my favorite players going into next year. But here's the thing, right? He did only play 10 games at first base. So if your league um, has more than 10 games to reach eligibility, he did not reach it. But I know in at least Yahoo, which is where Matt and I play most of our fantasy baseball, he will be eligible at first. So Nolan Jones is coming off the board next season. Um, Get ready to listen to this. Pick 58 overall. Um, that's, you know, once again, NFBC ADP where, you know, it's just mostly experts and only 24 drafts pick 58 seems a little bit crazy to me, but if you can get Nolan Jones as your outfielder two or, you know, starting first baseman, you're going to walk away pretty happy, uh, went 2020 last year in only the 106 games of 367 at best that he had, there's 30, 30 upside here with, you know, um, great batting average opportunity and the runs in the RBIs. Could be plus as well. I have Nolan Jones as my number nine first baseman going into next year, and I absolutely love him. Uh, great, great, great player to have for next season. I think the kid sky's the limit. But um, with that being said, guys, we are going to wrap things up here. Uh, you know, once again, sign up, for, sign up for subtext where you'll be able to get our top 15 at each position going into next year. But that's all for today. Please be sure to like, subscribe, comment, rate, and review, and make sure you look out for a new episode tomorrow. But until then, see you. Peace.